हेलो एवरीबॉडी वेलकम टू आवर पॉडकास्ट गीता मंत्रा फॉर सक्सेस सो लास्ट वीक वी डिस्कस सोशल धर्म वी रिसीव फीडबैक फ्रॉम द ऑडियंस that we include day to day stories like we did last time mm-hmm. about rob the janitor okay or the story from the movie divar mm-hmm. i think that's great yeah. we'd be more than happy to include such examples especially in involving movies or real life stories anyway how are we going to start today let's dive directly into karma yoga and okay. try to understand how we can be a karma yogi mm. karma yoga is the first step for those who are interested in following a spiritual path mm-hmm. in any case even if you are not spiritually inclined mm-hmm. i think karma yoga is the yoga that is applicable and relevant in our uh, daily life too all actions are called karma but any activity with an absolute detachment to the fruits of the work is karma yoga so i think the difference mm-hmm. between karma and karma yoga is the intention mm-hmm. a simple example uh, so we do these weekly podcast right right if we start thinking like oh we are doing this weekly podcast because we want to get followers very quickly we must increase our download numbers and so on so we are if we are mm-hmm. stuck with the numbers then that is karma but if our intention is we are doing this weekly podcast because we are enjoying the process mm-hmm. uh, we are giving our best and our goal is to make sure that people who are listening to us are enjoying them that is karma yoga okay makes sense i still feel that the concept of karma yoga is simple everybody understands that is it easy to become a karma yogi if i do not have any desire for the outcome then why would i even take any action or rather how can i progress if i do not have any attachment to the outcome and to be very honest with you mm-hmm. i am not alone in thinking so okay arjuna actually he also understands by this time he starts opening up with krishna okay about time yeah and you know he kind of understands the concept of karma yoga but he still has the same question as I, as i am asking Let, let's break it down okay. let's make it uh, a story mm-hmm. like everybody wants mm. uh, let's go back to the story mm. a moral story of the hare and the tortoise yeah, the race so. was between the two animals right yeah. the hare mm. who was obviously super fast compared mm. to the tortoise mm. but now who was attached to the outcome the hare was really attached to the outcome he already knew he was he would win Yeah and ah, he was celebrating mm. his when even before the start of the race mm-hmm. right mm. yeah yeah he was yeah. too attached to the success uh-huh. so much was his attachment that he lost sight of what he wanted to do and he took the tortoise for granted ah, and then... as he was running he looked behind he couldn't see the tortoise and he's like <laughs> ah let me take a nap ah uh, yeah right yes uh-huh. and let's go back to the tortoise now mm. he was not attached to the outcome obviously he was because not? no if he was attached to the outcome mm. he would never have even allowed uh, that had to talk him into the race he would have said no i don't want to race his mind would already say i'm going to lose why bother hmm interesting right mm. and what he decided was okay let me just take action my goal is to go from point a to point b which mm. is start to finish mm-hmm. and i'll just keep going forward that's mm. my goal not mm. sideways not mm. backwards just forward mm-hmm. and that's all he did he didn't let the external factor bother him that the hare really took off really fast and he saw him napping he didn't stop to chat with him or wake him up he just kept going oh yeah uh, and in yes. this case uh-huh. he is the karma yogi always consistent uh-huh. and yeah he got the result without even thinking about it that's a good example 
I go back to my question again. All right. So does this mean that such a person has mm. no sense or desire at all? I mean, don't you think this tortoise did not desire to win at all? Like, what do you think? No, no, that is not the the point. See, desire is obviously going to happen. It comes with everybody. Hmm. But karma yogis don't get distracted because of desire. Those desires are not the reason they move forward. And they are consistent, right? Again, of course, of course. So I guess consistency is the key for success, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Hmm. So even if you are not the most intelligent person mm-hmm. or you are let's say average below average mm-hmm. and you are consistent you're still going to succeed. Here is another story about hard work and being consistent. Okay. Uh, have you heard about the mountain man? Yeah 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 please go on. Yeah so Bollywood actually made a movie about this guy too. Mhm. So this guy mountain man his name is Dashrath Manji. Okay. So he was a very poor laborer from Bihar. Mm. So one day his wife met with an accident mm. and she died. And she died because the nearest town with a doctor was almost um I think 70 kilometers which is almost close to 43 miles right, right. away from from the village. Wow. Uh and she died due to lack of medical treatment. So they couldn't get them there on no, time, right? No. So after the death of his wife he decided to break a path through a small mountain mm-hmm. so he could connect his isolated village with the nearest town wow so because the mountain was between In between them, and he had to go around mm-hmm. right everybody ridiculed or taunted him uh you know he did not care people making fun of him or whatever because his life purpose became his god right and all that mattered to him was to keep digging uh, and creating the path for others and he single handedly carved out a tunnel in the mountain to create a path for villagers and he succeeded the- He succeeded but Amazing. it took him 22 years. There you go. Mountain man mm-hmm. is a great example of someone whom Krishna would describe uh, as a karma yogi mm-hmm. and this person has found the highest goal. Mm-hmm. And when you find purpose in life, you can resist any desire, distraction, overcome difficulties. It looks like that's exactly what he did. You know, is it easy to find the purpose in life? Eh l- <laughs> I don't really don't think it's easy, right? If it's uh, easy everybody would have found it anyway. Yeah, yeah. To read the story of successful entrepreneurs, scientists, writers, Nobel laureates, you know, pretty much anybody who is successful in their own field, mm. they find their purpose and they are committed to it. And invariably, all successful people have a uh, similar stories of personal struggle but never giving up. I think like whenever we listen to other stories, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Okay, they found the purpose and they right. did whatever they did. Again, let me go back to my question again. Uh-huh. How do we find the purpose in life? Is it that easy? <laughs> Simple answer, it is not. Yeah. Okay, mm. but having said that, mm. it comes to our mindset, right? Mm. So, from our childhood, mm. we are made to think that the purpose of our life equals pass exams, find a job, mm. get married, have children, <laughs> and become machines. So, the more we believe these formal rules, mm. the more fearful we become. Mm. Right? And I think this fear makes us very ignorant. You know what? You sound more like Krishna now. Okay. Krishna says precisely the same. I've been saying something along <laughs> these lines for years, uh-huh. right? Mm. So here is a mantra for you. Mm. Stop following the rules made by others. Mm. Always question. Mm. And if it makes sense to you, go ahead and follow it. but don't judge others if they do something different yeah actually krishna also says the same thing he says stop following the rules made by others that is kind of what krishna would call karma kanda i think you should explain the concept of karma kanda 
you know, karma kanda is like what you're saying. You know, you're following religion or tradition without even understanding or questioning. You know what? Before we explain karma kanda, uh, we can speak mm-hmm. about this particular movie. And no other movie has described karma kanda better than Paris Rawal's movie. Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> I know you love that movie. I so do. just go ahead with. Okay, I will. Let's <laughs> let's give uh, the brief synopsis of the movie. Mm. Oh my God! Mm. Omg. Mm. Kanjilal here is uh, an atheist man who was born a Hindu. Mm. He owns an antique shop in Mumbai, mm. right? But he sees God as nothing more than a business proposition, right? Mm, mm, so mm. one day there's an earthquake mm. and it destroys his store. Mm. But he has uh, insurance, so he files an insurance claim with his insurance company. Uh, but they reject his claim, saying, "I'm sorry, your uh, shop was destroyed by an act of God, mm. so it's not covered under the policy." Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. So now he doesn't have any choice. So he decides to file a lawsuit against God. Mm. Now the movie has exceptional courtroom drama when the legal notices are actually sent to different religious leaders. Mm. Uh, so what happens is when this is all going on and the, uh, these re- religious fundamentalists actually get, go crazy and they actually try to murder Kanchi. Uh, there's a consultant. Mm. Uh, his name is Krishna Vasudev Yadav. Played uh-huh. by uh, Akshay Kumar, Akshay Kumar mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So he comes and he actually rescues him. He basically is he tells uh, Kanji to read the three uh, books, religious mm-hmm. texts, mm-hmm. uh, Bhagavad Gita, mm-hmm. uh, the Bible, mm-hmm. and the Quran. Yeah. And he tells that all the knowledge needed for one person to live a happy life and mm-hmm. solve all the problems in life yes. are mm-hmm. in these three books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not convinced, but he says, "Trust me, read these books yeah. and tell, come back to me." Yeah. So he actually reads all of them really sincerely. Uh-huh. Right. So after reading these, uh, he makes some great arguments in the court, and he's actually doing a great job. He mm. finds support from the public, and everybody's on this side. And mm. he's almost in the middle of winning the case, Mm-mm. but he suffers a stroke in the middle of the courtroom, and he actually uh, uh-huh. falls into goes into coma. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, when he's in the coma, the consultant in this case, Akshay Kumar, mm. uh, he's in his uh, hospital room. Right. Mm-hmm. So he says he's God. But he does not have any role in creating religion, and it was man-made. Yeah. Okay. He can guide those who seek answers, but he does not any have any control over how people behave. Then he takes actually a dig at devotees like uh, Kanji's wife. She does not, you know, use her intellect, but she just follows all religious practices because uh, that's what people did, mm. or some godman said that because of her and people like her. There are a lot of godmen who are only in this for either money or power, and they always uh, misinterpret uh, God's teaching and they sell it for profit. So here, Akshay Kumar basically tells Kanji that he prefers interacting with people like him because even though he says he's an atheist, that's fine. He's questioning the stuff. He's questioning the reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, Krishna appreciates his inquisitive characteristics, right? Yes, and he trusts his intelligence, yeah. right? So God, in this case, uh, Akshay Kumar basically says, you know, I prefer guiding an atheist who's seeking knowledge mm. than the narrow-minded people Mm-mm. who are just driven by materialistic desires. They've not read the scripture. They don't understand anything. They think if I go to the temple and pray, I'll get money or power or whatever they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Materialistic desires. So let me stop you there. Mm-hmm. So that materialistic desires mm-hmm. is karma kanda. Ah, oh, there you go. Mm. So in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna takes the same stand, 
when he criticizes some of the Vedic ritual practices. Hmm. Let me clarify that Bhagavad Gita is not anti-Vedic. Right, right. Uh, in the Vedas, there are three divisions, right? One is Karma Kanda, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the other one is Yana Kanda, yeah. and Upasana Kanda. Right. So, Karma Kanda is the section of the Vedas that lists uh, all these rituals and mm-hmm. ceremonies, you know, when performed, lead one to power and prosperity. For example, in Ramayana, uh, Dashrata did not have any child, any mm. son. So, he did that yagya mm. and Rama and other three brothers were born, mm. right? So, so that is Karmakanda. Mm. Like, I will do this and you give me that. Yeah, it's called bribe. Or whatever you call it, that is Karmakanda. And on the other hand, Yanakanda compromises of the more about philosophical teachings and knowledge. Okay. And Upasana Kanda has more to do with bhakti or devotion. Mm-hmm. So let's come back to Karmakanda. Right, and, right. Uh, Krishna doesn't is not criticizing Dasratha. Mm-hmm. But what he is telling, inner peace is never possible for those that are only interested in materialistic pleasures recommended in the Karmakanda. Whatever you follow, at least make an informed decision based on the yana, yana or knowledge that you have gained. Yeah. I think that way, uh, you know, Krishna was a rebel as he criticizes Vedic rituals at at his time. Right, yeah. And he's kind of asking us to be a rebel in some ways. Uh, You know, he's asking us to at least question and not just follow blindly. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Agreed, agreed. So anyway, we talked about Karmakanda and Karma Yoga. Mm. Uh, Is there anything else we would like to cover uh, in this podcast? Well, I think one big question one might have is how can we go about life without at least some sort of attachment, right? Right. Mm. So, in the Gita, Krishna recognizes this. Mm. He knows that everybody is going to have some desire. Karma yogis also have desire. Mm. He basically says, and I quote, those who abstain from sense pleasures also crave for them. Mm -hmm. But they have the self-control to let go of such desires. Yep. So, Mm. self-control again is the key. Yeah. So give me some day-to-day life examples, like any mantras for success as karma yogi. Okay. You do not have to become a Mother Teresa or Mahatma. Uh, yeah. You might, but let's not shoot for that, right? Okay. Then if people get a goal that big, they might almost give up. So okay. let's not go okay. there. Okay. Okay. We are going to say, yeah. let's start small. You can be a karma yogi, but by doing little things, again, mm. consistency. Mm. For example, let's take uh, healthy living or fitness, mm. right? You want to be fit and healthy, mm. right? It's not easy to be fit and healthy, mm. right? You have to sleep on time. Mm. You have to get up on time. You have yeah. to exercise consistently. Mm. All this is consistent. Mm-hmm. There will be desire. There will be temptation. Of you course. have to control that, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. you really, you need discipline to be fit. Mm. Uh, people are, who are fit and follow this consistently, it's not like they don't want to eat a samosa one day or ice cream or cookies. They do, but they do control. So when you control your desire here, at that moment, you become a karma yogi. So that's one aspect. Mm. So again, there could be another aspect that relates to your uh, work. Mm. There could be another aspect that relates to your hobbies. Mm. So this is one part of it. Yeah, of course. I think that is why karma yoga is so applicable in our day-to-day life. Of course. What I love about karma yoga is this concept is not asking us to become a monk or go to jungle, you know, or meditate or do those complex uh, yoga poses. All it is saying is to take action, Right. right? And just be mindful of our intention as we are talking, listening. And you know, going on with our everyday life. Yeah, lives. anything, right? And so it's just like, you know, I, mm. nowadays I've started just be mindful about my karma yogi moment. 
so even when i am really attached to something i'm like oh this is anti karma yogi or if i am lazy and not consistent i'm like oh i'm not being karma karma Good. yogi being you know? mindful being mindful so it's really like you know being mindful about every step and you just track like are you being karma yogi or not okay <laughs> makes sense okay yeah. i think uh, that's a lot to process mm-hmm. uh, we gave a lot of information i think we should stop here and summarize what we spoke in uh today's podcast right mm. karma yoga mm. we mentioned it briefly in the last podcast but we explained it much more in detail today when we do our prescribed duty with absolute detachment to the outcome that is karma, karma yoga mm-hmm. as difficult as it sounds we can start becoming a karma yogi with little things like we just mentioned mm-hmm. right be consistent uh no matter how your day is find the purpose in your life and more important do not worry about what society thinks it's not easy mm. but if you go at it you will find it we spoke about the example of the mountain man mm. everybody thought he was crazy yeah. after his wife yeah. did but he kept going 22 years yeah. <laughs> that's not easy no that's not easy right that is another example uh-huh. of a karma yogi uh-huh. uh be mindful of karma kanda mm. the moment you are following these dogmatic rules tradition because somebody told you yeah. or because it is part of your culture without questioning them uh-huh. and you're doing them for your personal gain that is karma kanda uh-huh. right and karma kanda is the source of pretty much all your miseries yeah yeah and we gave uh, the synopsis of the movie oh my god mm. which is exactly what karma kanda is uh-huh. any mantra for today going back to the tortoise and hare story mm. Uh, always aim like the tortoise focused detached consistent move forward again that is karma yogi yep don't give up keep going it sounds a little cliche but that's pretty much it uh, <laughs> that's a mantra for success right i mean it's very simple uh, be consistent it's very simple but it's very powerful yeah and pick a few things in your life and start small yeah right mm. anyway i think we should wrap up here mm. uh, we finished chapter 2 of the bhagavad gita today um, in the next episode we will start with chapter 3 we will discuss uh, more about karma yoga mm. and krishna actually shares a secret for happiness mm. in the third chapter which is the power of gratitude yes <laughs> we'll discuss that in detail in the next podcast thank you everybody thank you so much <laughs>